The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever suffered from some serious heartbreak and then you watched your health fall apart? Have you ever had a divorce or breakup and then after a month or two you had a serious health issue like came down with a serious virus, shingles, heart problem, even a heart attack, blood pressure went up, serious breast lump? prostate problem, and so on and so on. If you've ever had a relationship, break up, and then you're left with mounting bills, kids' problems, home, legal bills, and then you watched the relationship fall apart and your health fall apart too, today's your day because we're going to talk about health problems after divorces and breakups. Today's world is very common to see people hitting the courts, hitting mediation to handle a breakup, handle the finances, and so on. But right after that appointment, they're going to the doctor to handle that ache, that pain, that concerning test result, and so on. It's all so costly. It costs us physical, emotional, and financial pain. Today's show is going to change your life. It's going to teach you how to use mind, body, and medical intuition to get through a divorce and a breakup, which is one of the most stressful experiences that happens to our minds and bodies, but how we can handle which actually is a normal thing. All relationships are not supposed to last forever. And how we can make our health survive this breakup. You know, they say that if it's a nuclear holocaust, there would be two things that would survive. Cockroaches and Cher. And Cher sang a famous song called The Way of Love. She used to say it was the way of woe. 
and the day may come when you see them go. And what will you do when they set you free? Well, when they set you free, often your health dives. And Cher's certainly had her ups and downs in relationships, and somehow she always survives. We know that often nothing lasts forever. But we must. We must endure. And how do we do that? Today I'm going to talk to you about how your health will let you know how you can grow when a relationship dies, how you can survive when a relationship isn't thriving, and how you can know through your body that a relationship should undergo what I call a radical relationshipectomy, meaning you have to remove it, and how you can survive that difficult procedure. We're taking your calls. 816-251-3555 within the U.S. and Canada. And remember, unityonlineradio.org is live. Live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. And you can get this show on your favorite podcast provider, provider, as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday. 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. East Coast time. There are a variety of ways in which a relationship can falter when a relationship slides. You can tell. How? I've been doing readings for 34 years. I've been a physician since 87. You see people start to gain the weight. Somebody breaks out in hives. Somebody starts to do pornography. They start to drink, smoke, take pain meds. Digestion gets worse. I know someone calls me and says, I haven't had this digestive problem since the last time I had a divorce. Well, someone who's always prone to panic and anxiety, their panic and anxiety gets out of control. So a symptom that you're prone to your whole life, that you've figured out how to turn down the volume, keep it manageable, comes unmanageable. These are signs from your intuitive guidance system that something is out of balance. Why would a relationship problem cause so many different, different kind of health problems? I'll explain. Sometimes... You won't know why all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you start to slowly, one pound, then another, gain weight, and they check your thyroid and your TSH is up. Well, why? Well, that's, I knew there was a reason why I was gaining weight, but then, you know, then you try to check your thyroid, you replace it, it goes up again, and it's all over the place, and you ask yourself, why can't I manage my thyroid? In the meantime, There's a communication problem. No matter what you say, it's like you're talking. It's like you might as well open up the closet and talk to the hangers, for God's sakes. It's like you're talking two different languages. You used to be so 
happy with this person. You could talk for hours and hours about everything. Or you could sit and be content. But now, you can't. When you sit, you're restless. You're restless. And when you sit and look at them, you know something's going on there. And they say no, but you know, you can feel it. At night, you can't get to sleep because something is keeping you up. That nameless discomfort is your intuitive guidance system. It's keeping you up. After a while, we put this out of our consciousness. Why? Because frontal lobe area in our brain, we try to keep things the same. Change is difficult, especially when it comes to a relationship and it intertwines all the other areas of our life. It's related to where we live, who we sleep with, how we handle money. It involves our children, who our children play with, where our children live. It involves what our friends, how our friends see us, how society sees us, and so on and so on. For us to lose a friend or a mate changes all of that. First of all, it changes how you live, where you live, where your friends come from. Two, it may change the size of where you live, the status. It may change how much money you live on. And if you don't work and you you are supported, you're more likely to stay with that person. If you're not used to living on anything else other than the size of the house you're living in, you're more likely to stay. And no matter how old your children are, you're more likely to want to keep everything the same. And, of course, there's society. There's something about society that you want everything to stay the same because being like a Noah's Ark, settled, having friends, having a best friend, having a mate, and so on and so on. When you're not, it's not good. When you ask someone who do you live with, they say, by myself with myself. They don't say I'm alone because there's a social stigma about it. So there's insomnia, there's brain fog, there are thyroid problems. And the health impact of after a divorce or separation and depends, the organ where the health problem is, depends on what you've lost. If you've lost the kids, especially if you're a woman and the kids go to your partner, Almost always the person gets a heart or breast problem. Almost always. Because it's something about, it's like it rips out your heart out of your chest. A person almost never gets over that. Really. Whenever you bring it up, 
their voice breaks and they almost always lose it. Almost always. Then, of course, there's the money. If you lose money in the settlement, if the other person has a better lawyer, it's what I call the fleeced syndrome. You get fleeced. You get the lower back pain, the hip pain, prostate problems. If you're, on the other hand, if you're left third center holding the bag of responsibility, you get the bills, the credit card payments, the kids' college funds. You gain the weight. You get the dreaded adrenal gland fatigue. And then, of course, your self-esteem gets a big O, huge O, hit O, if you're replaced by an affair. It's what I call the snap-on pots. There's a certain kind of car automobile part they call snap-on pots. You've been replaced by another part. That affects digestion, weight, addiction, people drink. And if they have a better lawyer, if you have no say, you tend to lose it in the neck, the mouth, the thyroid. And so how do you reconstitute yourself, put yourself together? It's like what I call the orange juice syndrome. In the olden days, somewhere in a factory, they took a bunch of oranges. And this is what it feels like to get a divorce and lose everything. They pound the oranges and they get a bunch of pulp. So there you are, I've lost the house, the kids, the money, everything. And you're like pulp. You've been pulverized. Then you're home alone or in some apartment, and you're like pulp. You put yourself on ice for a while because you can't even look at anybody. So you're frozen, concentrated, like frozen concentrate. How do you go out there again and live? Well, you got to reconstitute yourself, like reconstituted frozen orange juice. It's never the same. You're never the same before you got the divorce. But you're different. You're wiser. However, you have to get yourself out of the deep freeze. Pull yourself together. Pour a bunch of nutrients in you. Have somebody else stir you. Push you. Stir you. And pull yourself back together again. And we're going to talk about that. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about health problems after divorce. We will go to line one, Kathleen. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Line one. Hello, Dr. Mona Lisa. Hi, how are you? I I am just so excited to be able to speak with you. So thank you for taking my call. Um, I had the pleasure of um, listening to you on Hay House Radio, and I've been getting your podcasts on uh, Unity Radio now, and I'm just so excited that I was actually able to call and connect with you, um, because years ago I did have a, pri- a reading with you, a private reading, and um, I I just need, um, I'm finding myself in a... Um, well, let me tell you like, what uh, I see. Let me tell you what I see. So please, okay? yes, please tell me. The first thing I see is I think you do have the frozen... It's like Minute Maid orange juice. Do you remember when we used to buy Minute Maid orange yes. juice? Yes. Yes, that's what exactly what and this is before we got yep. Tropicana orange juice. <laughs> you feel like you have been frozen and put yourself on ice in the freezer after a relationship. You had problems. I see in the past some relationship that reenacted 
a painful past. I see someone who wasn't the kindest individual, and they had their own issues, trust me. However, it doesn't forgive what's going on. I mean, it does forgive, but it doesn't. They're so responsible. I see you were trying to have a relationship with them, and they somehow remind you of a person in a family who was supposed to be nurturing, but they weren't. Suffice it to say, you were trying to have a relationship with them, and someone stepped in and interfered. It really affected your self-worth. It really affected your self-esteem. And after that, things were said, injured your pride, injured your self-image. And then you put yourself on ice and frozen yourself. And though that may help you keep better, it doesn't help you with, in a way, a relationship phobia. Who do you live with, Kathleen? Um, I have uh, two uh, really amazing daughters. Um, one is 20 and the other is um, 16, and uh, I have some pets. Where are their um, Where's their father? Uh, we divorced uh, years ago. Like uh, in 2016, he moved out, and then things were finalized. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, he moved out five years ago. Uh, yes. If I'm if it's, I'm capable of subtracting in my head in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me ask yeah. you a question. He obviously subtracted you. Did he add somebody else in your place? Oh well, yeah, uh, we both did. Um, he's no, no, being, forget he's about forget about we both. Mhm. What made him move out? Oh, I I told him to leave. No, no, I understand. Uh, okay, you told him to leave. Why did you tell him to leave? Because uh, I was in a um, uh, mentally and uh, it became a physically abusive relationship and it, it had to end. And minute, it was a very say, unhealthy... Did you say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you see how you dissociated that? I asked you, why did you ask him to leave? And you said, mm -hmm. because I was in a mentally and physically abusive relationship. You didn't say... He mentally and physically abused me. Do you see how that's different? Oh, my God. That's important. Yeah, and then I saw how it was affecting the girls. And then no, I no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, my God, I totally, I totally you cut understand? that out. Let me give you an example. I give like Suppose a Suppose you're standing in a bank. Right. Okay. And a robber comes in, says, put your hands up, and robs everybody. Okay? Right. And then they leave with everybody's money. Right. You walk out of the bank, and you're crying. And a cop comes up to you and says, what happened? And you say, I was robbed. <laughs> yeah. You don't say, I was robbed in a bank by a bank robber. You're not able to localize who it was. I hate to quote Dr. Phil, but if you can't name it, you can't fix it. You didn't even name uh -huh. the pronoun. You say, I was uh -huh. in an abusive relationship. We're going to go back. I was okay. in. So that means that you're responsible. Yeah. 
You promised right. the third center, self-esteem, responsibility. So that means you're responsible. And though you are, obviously, you are responsible to do what's necessary in your life. And you did. You took responsibility for your future and your daughters. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't help you identify the problem by naming it so you don't do it again. Yes, and that's where I'm at right I now. Wait a minute, I, I know, I understand. I'm so, sorry. We're going to go, don't apologize. <laughs> so go, we're going to go back because there's some other reason. Before it became abusive, were things getting more distant? Oh, absolutely. Okay, wait a minute. Things were getting more distant before he became really abusive, right? Right. Right. You know, I have these cats. And when Conway, he's the narcissistic one, though I love him. When Conway doesn't want his sister Tammy Wynette near somewhere, he beats her. He becomes abusive because he wants her to move away from something. Do you understand? This happens today in the middle of a reading. I couldn't believe it. My po- And so you see, wing, all this hissing. <laughs> Fur. My point is, the abuse went up when he was distant. It wasn't the same. So you have to ask yourself, what, what, why was he trying to push you away? And why was he distant? Do you ever wonder that? I want to sing the Jeopardy theme song. Do well, because the it. problem, like I went through a whole bunch of, um, I tried to do, I did a lot of work on myself. No, and, you're, 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 um, doing did a lot of, you're doing your responsibility what? thing again. I took everything really responsible and no, I made I sure I did everything I possibly point is, could. Is that, was he, did he ever have issues with straying? With what? Straying. Being interested in other people, straying, like a stray no, cat. No, no, no. After I after he that. left you, after he walked out, how soon was it before he got involved with somebody else? Mm, a longer time than me. I started dating shortly, or whatever. I started dating, like about six months later. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Six months you started dating. Yeah. And after is he... he in a relationship now? Yes. Right. Is he married? No. But he's in a relationship right now. Yes. So you had a couple of, I don't know if you listened to the intro. I've talked about George Costanza in the old Seinfeld. Then Mm -hmm. he had an inflatable doll in the passenger seat in his car. (laughs) George Costanza (laughs) was this poor thing. Anyway, especially on the way to Yankees games. Yeah. My point is, is that right away after your relationship ended, you had a bunch of series of dates. Did they end up anything? Did they end up being in any kind of relationship? Um, there was one, and um, it was uh, um, maybe a year and a half or so, and I real I broke it up because I realized I was um, being codependent. Um, it was um, so it wasn't healthy for either one of us. And I, we outgrew the relationship. I outgrew the relationship. I said, I knew this isn't going anywhere. And, you know. How long you, has right? your partner been in that relationship? Him? Yeah. Um, my ex- your, ex- your ex-partner, yes. 
my ex-husband, um, oh, I don't know, like maybe three years. I'm not sure if it's four. I don't know. Four. So four, and you've been separate since for five. Right. Right. So four out of the five years since your divorce, he's been with a woman. Right. I think you know where I'm going with this. Just telling you. I look at your head. I look at your neck. I wonder whether women in your family are prone to antibodies against their thyroid. I wonder whether they have problems with excess estrogen that makes it hard for them to have stable thyroid. I wonder at times whether you have problems with stable thickness and distribution of your hair. I look at your heart. I wonder if women in your family have upper digestive symptoms and end up having cardiac or heart issues. And it's hard for people to understand the difference between a heart symptom and a digestive symptom. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. At times I see problems with nausea, digestive discomfort, problems with fats, oils, abdominal distension, and bloating. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, red ovary, and cervix if you still have them. In the past, I saw a capacity for uterine wall issues, a capacity to have cysts in your pelvis. That's better than it used to be. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I see a change of range of motion in both knees, but your left greater than your right. I see lower back narrowing of your discs at L4, L5. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, well, I've been having a lot of severe headaches um, lately because what I wanted to tell you when, um, about my uh, current relationship, I am actually engaged to somebody, and um, but I'm on, I'm having, like you said, the reconstituted part. It's, uh, I, I feel like I'm, I'm experiencing oh. some PTSD, wait, and wait, wait, um, hold on one second. How long have you been with him? Um, a year and a half. Other than, are you on um, hormones? I am. I'm taking uh, estrogel. It's the um, estrogen you, in like, you need to, that I rub in my... Okay, wait a minute. Well, I want you to hold on, okay? Here's my okay. news. I want you, you know what that means. So stay tuned as we talk about health problems after divorce. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. We're back. 
Healthy Living Intuitively. Today's show has been dedicated to health problems after divorce. We've learned that there are a variety of ways in which we have to reconstitute ourselves after divorce. One, we have to get a new friend if we broke up with a friend, a new mate if we've broken up with a mate. We have to learn how to just mingle. We have to be able to learn how to think about our ex without having changes in our vital signs like our heart rate, our blood pressure, or our stomach churning. We need to be able to have a life centered on all of the areas in our life. If you find you're just focused on spirituality and your health, and you're not having fun, fun, just with all kinds of different people, then you're maybe sequestering yourself and not knowing how to get yourself out of that frozen state that may have occurred after that breakup. We're going back to Kathleen. Kathleen, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. I'm here. Okay. Kathleen, how long have you been on estrogen? Oh, for many years. I was on it um, prior to having uh, a hysterectomy. I had a partial hysterectomy. You were mentioning the thickening in the walls. I I was diagnosed with adenomyosis. Okay, adenomyosis. Um, When were you diagnosed? Um, probably, well, I had my uterus and cervix out in 2008. Okay. 2008, yeah. So and you then did have a thickening couple... in your uterine wall, so that second center, so that meant that for a while you had problems in your, from medical intuitive point of view, you had problems in your marriage. Yes. Did that affect your, um, your capacity for intimacy in your relationship with your partner at that time? It was already affected prior to that. Okay, 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 I understand. <laughs> it was bad. And, that, and was that traumatizing for you? Did did that become like an issue for you? Did that affect your self-esteem, self-worth? Oh, it, it used to, but um, I've uh, really um, flourished in that department. No, so I understand. Okay. I understand. So you take estrogen. Yes. Do you take synthetic or do you take bioidentical? Uh. It's um it's synthetic. It's a gel. Okay. Um, I think and yeah, that would how be. How tall? Synthetic. How tall are you? I'm uh, five, like five four and a half. And how much do you weigh? I, I think I'm 127 pounds. Okay. And you've known your partner for you said a year and a half. Oh no, I actually knew him years ago when we were. Um, no, I mean, but how teenagers. long have you been involved? But we've been a couple for, we've been dating in a couple uh, for a year and a half, almost he, two years. It'll be two does years. Does he live with you? No. Okay. So, is he divorced? Uh, yes. How long has he been divorced? Um, boys are, like, 10 or 11 years, I think. Okay. And what kind of trauma or tragedy did he have about his divorce? Uh, there was infidelity. Who had infidelity? Who his, his, um, the, the, cho- the mother of his children, his, his ex-wife. Okay. 
and um, did he have sex problems in his relationship with his wife? No. Okay. You have to be very careful. And you're going to have to have a relationship with supervision. Do you know why? Okay. Do you know what number two is? Number two is rebound. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but see, oh, okay. But I had a number two. That's what I thought. I know. But and then I the, the, had a lot of fun just dating. I, I know, but too. still, I want you to do this with supervision. Okay. Because there was a way in which your previous relationship mm -hmm. affected your self-worth and self-esteem. That's just all. Yeah. Do you understand? And also the headache. There's yeah. something about that headache and that sixth center and second center that has to do with hormones. Do you understand? Okay. Did you ever have digestive symptoms? Oh, yes. And um, I think a lot of it had to do with, like, um, stress and then... I, Leo, I listened to your show before about, you know, like when you have allergies and how it could not necessarily be the food that you're eating. It's because the person you're with is the irritant and you just have to back off the gluten or back off of the, right. the uh, dairy and that sort when of stuff. That, when yeah. was that a problem? When? Yeah. Um, That was like a long time. That was like with my... Uh, ex-husband. Uh, my, ex, my ex-husband, yeah. And, and um, you, how long have you had headaches? Um, my, like this headache that I have is bothering me is, I'm not sure how many, like it could be a couple of months, I guess. I want you I've to go to your regular internal medicine doctor, mm -hmm. have them check your blood pressure, have them check your neck, have them check everything. Because a new headache after a woman's been menopausal for a while, after yeah. a hysterectomy, is kind of funny. I want to okay. make sure you don't have hypertension, high blood pressure. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. I want oh, to make sure you don't really have something else, and I want to make sure you're not on too much estrogen. Okay. Do you get it? Yes. It's very, very, very important. But I also want okay. you to get a second set of eyes on this relationship. Okay? Right. And last but not least, it's been a year and a half. Do either one of you want to move your relationship to the next level? Oh, yes. We we are actually engaged. No, I mean he's not but, moving in with you. Oh, right. Um, well, he has, uh, he has two teenage sons. It's pretty complicated um, because their mother had passed away. And so... Um, oh, I get it. That their mother had passed away and they... They are residing with him. He had always been involved with the so family. So you have a 20 and 16 year old. He has two teenage 20 and 16. sons. He has I a. He now has yeah, 16 year old and that okay. almost he'll be 14. That is very complex. I get it. it I get is. it. You're it gonna need. So we're just. No, no. Trying you're to. gonna need supervision on this. That's very yeah. important because that can be messy. Do you understand? Yeah. That in itself is yeah. a headache. <laughs> yeah. Do you get it? Yeah, it is. 
It is. It's just yeah, I feel that sometimes when I'm trying to communicate how I'm feeling or um it's it's reconstituting this like thing about like speaking how I'm feeling and wanting getting my needs across, but then it's not um I was just really surprised about something the other day that happened and that's what I thought, like, Oh my god, it totally surprised me about like with my and reminded me of the relationship I had with um, or the behavior of my ex-husband Can and my family it witnessed what it, it too. Was? What 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 was that behavior? Um, well, he decided to take on the challenge of um, cooking dinner for my birthday, and um, and then ended up being uh, an angry gorilla and um, just basically making everything really uncomfortable for everyone. This and is what um, I want you to get blaming to. everybody else for this like is, having to do everything it. by himself. This is why I want you to get supervision. Yeah. Do you understand? Because I couldn't believe it. I was like, I who are you? I understand. That's why I want you to see that sometimes mm-hmm. if you have a broken picker, you can't see well. Do you get it? Okay. Yeah. Please. When I say get supervision, I'm talking about not supervision like a a, a boss, a supervisor. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about someone who like does cognitive behavioral therapy, a second set of eyes. Okay? Right. Especially about that episode of losing it. Because yeah, if I you just... say they lose it, then that meant they really yeah. lose it. Because you have a high sense of tolerance, don't you? Yeah, um, you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. And it just really... Pissed me yeah, off that like and it was my birthday, birthday it was, was like. Birthday. <laughs> He's not the only one who has had trauma in his life. Good luck. You take it easy, okay? All right. Thank you. I'll take it easy. Thank you. We'll go to Lucy, line two. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Hi. How are you? Um, I'm okay. I got divorced in 2016. Okay. Um, do you want me to tell you any of my no, hold on one second. Okay. Um, you got tw- you got divorced in 2016, and you're Correct. still dealing with the aftermath out of it. Yes. And that doesn't feel fair, right or just? That doesn't what? It does not feel fair, right or no. just. No. You are correct. And part of you is still waiting on some of the deck chairs to stop moving on the Titanic as a result. <laughs> I can't Correct. figure out if there's still court cases or still settlements pending. Correct. You feel, is that correct? So it's not over. That is correct. Until it's over. And you feel abused by the process. Yes. Because someone that you thought was a reasonable person and this was going to be a friendly split up ended up being au contraire. And then you ended up seeing a side to the person that you would never believed you would have seen. Correct? Correct. Have you ever heard the fair the 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 phrase it's not personal, it's just business? Yes. I know that your marriage was personal. But when you get married, and I know that it's not fair, we're going to put the emotions of marriage in this area here. 
But marriage is also an incorporation. Correct. When you get married, you get married in a bank, a bed, and a justice of the peace or a church. Bank, bed, church, or justice of the peace. So beyond the spiritual aspects or the ethical, that's one that you're suffering with. This isn't fair, right, or just. And the emotional issue that you broke your heart, the bed. You're dealing with the financial one, the bank. Yes. The bank is betrayal. You feel like you're being fleeced. That affects you in your lower back, uterus, ovaries, hormones. Okay? If you feel that you've been duped, taken advantage of, taken for a ride, and it offends your self-esteem like, I should have known better, that's going to affect your midsection, your digestion, and it's going to not just make you hate them, it's going to make you hate on yourself because you're going to think, I was a cat, I was an idiot, why did I fall for this? And that's an ineffective thing for you to be doing right now. Because even though you think you're angry at them, at the same time, you're simultaneously beating up on you. Do you understand? That's not going to help. And even though you're not aware of it, you are. Do you get it? Absolutely. Everybody can make a bad business decision especially if it's made under the influence of love. You're not supposed to evaluate a patient in the ER if they are have an alcohol level of over 200, because you can't, because they can't talk if they're inebriated. Similarly, people shouldn't be able to get married if they are inebriated with love because you're signing a contract where you are a corporation of Mr. and Mrs. or Mrs. and Mrs. or Mr. and Mr. Do you understand? Yes. You wouldn't sign an agreement unless you could read every line, but you can't. You're under the influence. It's like having an alcohol level over 200. So you couldn't see all of what he was. So now that you're no longer in love with him, you're no longer under the influence, you can see him clearly. It's just business now. And he's going to go after all he can get. Yeah. And what offends you is that you think it can be equal down the middle. And for him right now, equal is him having the advantage. That's how they see it. Do you get it? So, right now, cold, distant, critical makes him want to injure. And you feel abused, and that makes you want to injure. Unfortunately, your injury is going inside of you. Yes. It's calling, it's causing... A woman named Karen Hornay, which is an unfortunate name, said... Eliminating what? 
Karen Hornet was a, I think, a, a theorist psychologist. And she okay. said a woman's anger turned inward causes depression. Okay. Or a loss of love. You lose opiates, serotonin, and you get grief, and then it turns to depression. You got that. And someone's taken it away from you, it feels, and then you get angry. You've lost something that's been taken away from you. That's now turning inward because the person you want to express it to isn't there anymore. Unless, of course, you pay a lawyer. Suffice it to say, it then burns you up. And right now, you no longer have the indulgence to be able to continue to be angry beyond a certain number of minutes a day. I agree. I look at your head. I see a tight pressure bitemporally in both sides of your head. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see a pain in your temporal area, mandibular area, and your sides of your face. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. I see increasing heart rate. I see tightness in the small arteries of your body. I wonder whether you have a hard time maintaining stable blood pressure, although you'll think it's low. Once again, I see blood pressure, a pressure in your head. I look at your left chest wall, right chest wall. I see a capacity for hormonally sensitive densities in the left side of your chest. You can't move or they get mad in the control area. These people at Unity, they can be vipers. I'm kidding. I look at your left chest wall, right chest wall. I see an increased susceptibility of having hormonally sensitive densities in your left chest wall. I look at your left esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I sense this hollow feeling underneath your rib cage. It feels acidic, but on the other hand, you have a to trouble tolerating fats or oils. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder. You have to be careful of alcohol use. Uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix, if you still have them. You had a couple of cysts there. That's not the primary problem, but can indicate excess estrogen. I see the couple of joints in your fingers hurt, notably your thumbs and second fingers. I see a change of range of motion in your neck at C4, C5, and C6. I can't figure out if that's due to an old injury and an accident, odd posture, or what that is. Can you please tell me? Oh, I see problems falling asleep and staying asleep. Can you st please tell me your health concerns? Okay, my sleep is pretty good. Uh, I don't have any problems with that, but everything else is 120%. I gained like 30 pounds. Um, my thyroid, I think, is off. I'm taking medication, though I don't really know if that's the real source of the issue. Um, yeah. What's the real source? In... Go ahead. I was going to say I was as limber as a gymnast, and now I am not. Definitely on the headaches. Um, heartburn out of the blue at night. Okay, so that's the red dotted pattern where your esophagus and stomach come together, and you have headaches. Yes. You were limber as a gymnast. <laughs> what did you mm -hmm. used to do with your neck that you've hurt it? 
Um, I don't think, I don't think I've heard it. What kind of sports? I mean, I used to do a lot of, I used to do a lot of yoga, but I don't think I ever heard it. But I know that it's, it's stiff, you know, I'm constantly like turning it to the side. Well, that's indicative. You're certainly not having issues with your toenails in that regard. (laughs) (laughs) Bet I'm sarcastic. Are you from New York? Not yet. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I'm laying it on quite thick. And do people in your family have blood pressure problems? Not really. Nobody. But you have headaches. Yes, and I wondered if it was sinus issues, too. Okay. You got to get somebody to check out your esophagus and stomach. That acid thing is concerning. You got to have somebody check out your blood pressure because I worry about your head. I also worry about your neck because problems at C4, C5, or C3, C4 can cause headaches. So thus that turning of the neck. Are you following me? Yes. Did you ever do headstands? I did. Well, you know, (laughs) what do you think? All your weight goes on your neck. You don't see me doing headstands, do you? (laughs) I'm not doing it now at 30 pounds plus, but... What do you do for a living? I work in sales. You never know. You're just so (laughs) (laughs) low-key. Because it's all inside. (laughs) No, I am so sorry for you, but you're going to have to do something to get this wrath out of you. Yes. Because it's going to go inside and burn you, Missy. I know. And the excess fat is going to go to your liver meridian, and that's going to affect your eyes, your head, which you get the headache, but also your chest wall, your breasts, not to mention that esophageal stuff. So you're going to go to an internal medicine doctor. You're going to check your hot, the hot, a hot burn. You're going to check the head. You're going to check your breast region, and then you're going to go to an acupuncturist, herbalist, and then you're going to go see someone who's just plain a supportive person. It's like an emotional midwife, and you're going to go in there, and you're going to talk about how you're unhappy. Because it comes out as anger, but you're unhappy. You're sad, but it's easier for you to be mad. Because anger is a more mobile emotion. I cry, you get mad. Yes. Do you understand? What makes it harder is that, you know, he doesn't go away. You know, like um, he came back and is trying now to sue me for custody. It's like he thrives on that. Can I tell you and something? I just to... Can I tell you yeah. something? Tell me. You're going to have to have a way in which, like the Queen of England or Oprah, that you don't get direct access to Oprah, the Queen of England. They have people that go. <laughs> you have to go through them. You understand? Yes. Because it sounds like he needs a lot of attention still. Yes. And you, you know, that for some people, anger, other people's anger is an aphrodisiac. <laughs> Apparently. So do you really want to do that? Or do you want to go on with your life? Yes, I'm, I want to go on. No, I know you do. 
So I, what I'm saying is, make off your Oprah the Queen of England so that you don't make him happy by him showing you showing you're angry. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And if you ever have to talk around him and having a conversation in between saying something, you kind of pick on a piece of lint on your shoulder like, this is nothing, you're getting bored. You know, like you're talking to, I don't know, you know what I mean, a librarian, like, um, can I have that that volume on um, how to do a, a wallpapering or something? <laughs> like the most boring conversation. Do you know what I'm saying? Because you cannot you. give him any joy about this. And then they go away because he's got to go somewhere else to get joy about this. But you got to stop this, Missy. Headache, heartburn, hell. They all begin with the letter H. Yes. Do you understand? I got you. So then you go to an acupuncturist, Chinese herbalist, and they help you with liver meridian. But first you go to all those other doctors and make sure there's not some other thing that you have to remove. Like you did a radical husbandectomy. You want to make some, make sure there isn't another growth you have to remove. Do you get it? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Space occupation. You know what I'm saying. You are a vibrant, you. wonderful, loving person. And I am sorry. It sounds like he's very hurting because he's missing you. Every time this happens, you have to think, geez, I must be really amazing. They're missing me that much. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Intuitive Health, Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.